0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. This is November 7th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling. Oh, boy.
2: I'm dying already, Sean. I'm dying. I am like, this was not how I was intending for this show to, uh, for us, for what we are going to talk about in just a couple of moments.
0: Man. WWE post-Raw show. Get your thumbs up in. We would greatly appreciate that. Get your super chats, your humper chats in. Uh, help us out with the algorithm after this show or even right now on the on the video. Just go and navigate to our comment section, not just the live chat section, but leave a comment. Tell us what you liked, you didn't like about this show. It really helps us out, and uh, we're trying to expand more and more. Make sure you hit that subscribe. You can get your super chats and a humper chats in. At Humperchats.com, and if you don't know what humper chats are, it allows you to get your question or statement read on the air. And humper chats allow you to leave them before we go on the air. But you can donate a super chat here at YouTube.com Fightful. We simulcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Twitch, all over the place. But I'm going to jump right into the show. Uh, I'll, I'll brag about our Fightful Select uh, scoops as the show goes on. Do a couple bat flips there, but my God, there's plenty to talk about on this show. Rolling Courage says, random, but through sheer personality, Denise has turned me into a Swifty. You're a real one, ma'am.
2: Thank you. Yay, thank you.
0: I I do listen to more Taylor Swift because of you and Jeremy now. Omar says, I acknowledge you, my Hollywood Salcedo. All right. Thank you. Well, I wish the crowd would have acknowledged anything tonight, Denise. This crowd was complete ass cheeks. Just terrible. To nothing. They didn't respond to anything. Seth tried. Bless him, he tried. And I don't want to make the terrible crowd the story of this show, even though, boy, did it hurt. No pop for Mia Yim. No pop, but no reaction for any of the stuff New Day and the Usos were saying. Uh, Barely any reaction for later in the night as well. Poor Mia got no reaction. This crowd absolutely sucked, Denise.
2: And aside from the events that unfolded at the end of the night, I actually thought this Raw, for the most part, was like decent. I thought there was some stuff that people could have definitely reacted to, and obviously we're going to go through that. Uh, There was a lot of good stuff that the people could have been like, yeah, you know, but we definitely didn't get that, and and it was clear. I don't know what what it was this time.
0: Mr. Showtime says... This crowd came across as really bad on TV for good segments involving New Day, Usos, uh, OC, and Judgment Day. It was noticeable how quiet they were. WTF, I agree with you, man. Um, I thought that this crowd was honestly one of the worst that I've, I've heard since the return to live uh, for in the last year and a half. It was one of the worst. Um, yeah, it, it was a bummer. Uh, Gene Snitsky was backstage, Denise.
2: I love Gene Snitsky because I used to hate him so much as a kid.
0: He might have made for a better uh, cash in or, or open challenge answer. Oh boy, I, I just can't wait! I can't wait to bury this segment because I, I'm not, I don't care. I'm not going to wait and see how it plays out. I'm not going to do anything. If we're wrong about it, we'll come back next week and say, "Boy, we were wrong about it." But Dick the Cock Johnson says Triple H was on crack booking that show. Nick Campbell says never do a show after the city loses a world series. Okay. That's, that's a, that's a fair point. They did lose the world series a couple nights ago. Kim gray says raw was awful. Insanely bad. Well, there was some insanely bad stuff, but there was also some stuff. I like usos came out. They, they ran down a lot of what they've done as tag champions, but new day interrupt them. And, the crowd just didn't react to anything. They were going back and forth, talking about who had it worst, who had to overcome more. The Usos talked about the pressure of living up to that family. Kofi and Xavier were talking about how hard they had it, how they were camped out and catering, waiting to get an opportunity. Each one had their own struggle, and everybody is the hero of their own story, Denise. That's kind of what this shows, because the New Day looked at the Usos, and they're like, well, we wish that we had somebody to hold our hand throughout this whole situation. We wish that we had somebody to teach us how to wrestle from the time we were born. And the Usos are like, no, you don't want that pressure. You don't want to live up to Rikishi and Yokozuna and Roman Reigns and The Rock and the Head Shrinkers and the Wild Samoans. You don't want that. So I I thought that the dialogue here was really, really good. I wish the crowd would have given a damn about it. That would have been fantastic. But I really like this because it showed how anybody can see somebody else and be like, they've got it easy. We've got it harder. I thought that was a really unique approach to this,
2: man. I loved this opening segment, except for one minor thing. But before I get to that minor thing, I just really, cause okay, here's the thing. Like, the New Day and The Usos, I think both equally brought it for this segment, which talking about, you know, who had it worse and who had it worse than the other person. But to me, it was Xavier Woods who was the uh, winner of this entire thing because him coming out there and he was the one that was basically saying, uh, you know, you guys got tryouts based on your family members and then ran that whole thing down. Then on top of that, he was the one talking about how, you know, they were, don't talk to us about pressure because we were in the back city and catering, wondering whether or not we were going to get fired. We were the ones that were building a YouTube channel completely separate of the company just to get noticed by our employers. And I thought he really hit it to the point where it completely felt like something that uh, it felt real, you know, like a real, actual uh, something that you can actually believe. And there was a lot of realism to that. And to me, that's really what kind of got this whole entire thing over for me. And I feel that this was just kind of getting to another level. Level of this back and forth uh, confrontation between both uh, teams as to who had it harder I really did not care for Matt Riddle coming out during this because it took everything from an, from oh this is serious and this is good quality stuff to all of a sudden where we're back to this silly nonsense let's all play the drums type of thing and that definitely did that missed real big for me obviously they did it because they were trying to get into the Uh, you know, segue into the six man. They could have done that without having to have Matt Riddle come in during this and kind of essentially hit the brakes on something that was doing really well. So I did not like Matt Riddle's uh, interference in all of this, but everything that involved just the back and forth, I thought was good. And please give Xavier Woods his flowers for the segment.
0: Yeah. I thought Xavier Woods especially did great. Uh, I can't, I, I was so far removed from, Kofi Mania that I kind of forgot about the the Usos hand in that or whatever but I thought that this was a great setup for the match and a good match and then I thought it was very good I mean we, we know these guys are going to have a good match I mean it was technically sound it was effective it was exciting and they chewed up about 40 minutes of the show and it was 45 minutes in Denise before somebody was on the screen live that wasn't the New Day or bloodline or somebody like that the bloodline were in front of that live crowd for 45 minutes of a three-hour show they are leaning on this group so much and with good reason people are emotionally invested people care about them there's there's a good reason to do that denise i also thought it was a good idea to have solo win because while everybody else is getting their shine and everybody knows who riddle is you get solo sekoa the win too So you get the rub off of like five other people on solo. I thought that was really good booking
2: yeah I completely agree because if you remember I did not like the way that they brought in Solo Sokoa for that clash at the castle moment I absolutely hated that and ever since uh, ever since his match with Sheamus though and uh, obviously the everything that we've been seeing with like the bloodline and Sami Zayn, I have really started to like Sam, uh, Solo Sokoa and so him getting the win here tonight for his team and pinning Matt Riddle of all people I thought kind of just made him look even better so I feel like they have really They have really changed my um like they've really changed my opinion in terms of how I felt about Sola Sokoa when he first got brought into the main roster uh and to where he is at now so that is the one thing that I think that they are doing really well in terms of actually building him up to feel like a credible force on the show
0: good opener I loved the promo I Sola Sokoa winning I thought was was the right move as well that was just a very very good thing to do like
2: a big deal like if it was noticeable where really everybody was like "Oh okay, shit like they had souls to go up, pin Matt Riddle all yes. right
0: uh Orion Ben says Biggie better announce New Day out on Friday it'd be nice to have him involved but um to me it's very much a if he wants to do it thing because you know he, he can't get physical yet Lonnie Barker says I don't know maybe it's just me with that promo from New Day Uso's was badass until riddle came out and ruined the moment i wouldn't say he ruined the moment because i don't know where else it could have possibly went after that they had been out there for quite a while at that point so at that point like even though i loved it i was like okay i'm ready for whatever it, did, to it didn't
2: feel like an actual real closure it didn't have an actual sure. you know exclamation point a period it was like they were still in the middle of this what they were doing and then matt riddle came out so it did feel like matt riddle kind of ruined the moment
0: Keegan says, this crowd was awful tonight. I'm with you, Keegan. Well, JBL is back, and so are his pants. As you said, they never left. He cuts his promos and and talks about Baron Corbin. And Baron Corbin defeats Cedric Alexander. I'm happy to see Cedric on TV. Very glad to see that. Uh, I feel like this could have went longer. I feel like it could have went more. Because I think that Baron Corbin just works so well with this type of talent, especially. He is really, really great for... This type of opponent, and we know what Cedric can do in the ring. He's incredible. But uh, this was very short. Baron Corbin gets the win. Yeah,
2: I was glad that it was short. I was glad that they shortened everything. They had JBL keep it very, very quick today, very, very brief. Uh, the only thing that I really enjoyed in this match was Corbin doing that clothesline onto freaking Cedric. I thought that was good too. Uh, but other than that, I really had no interest in this. So I was glad that it ended pretty fast.
0: Not much to really add there. No. But, uh, I actually says, found
2: this this today was the most tolerable thing that I've seen from Baron Corbin and JBL's pairing. So to th- this, to me, was, was thumbs up.
0: Albert Pont says uh, Cedric and Ricochet should leave WWE to have bangers with Speedball Bay, Ace Trey outside of WWE. Listen, uh, all due respect to people in Impact, but Cedric and Ricochet are not going to pass up over a quarter million dollars a year. To go have bangers for 50 grand a year somewhere. I don't else.
2: know that. Sean, I'm some, pretty people, sure I'm some for, people might. I don't no, know.
0: They no, they ain't. Not for that.
2: a million. Yeah, no, not for over no, a million. Not a
0: chance. <laughs> Otis defeated Elias. This felt like a bit of a, a rehab for Otis. But for Elias, I'm like, oh, damn. Well, what's going to happen with him? I thought, like, I mean, he's not necessarily heated up. We didn't see Riddle out here with him or anything like that. But Otis getting a win after, especially the last few weeks, I think it's important for him to get a, get a win because if he's not winning, then he, he can only be what they make him the comedy so much. So if he doesn't show that legitimacy, if he doesn't show that threat, if he doesn't show that, yeah, he can beat people, even people that are just came back like, like Elias. Well, what what good is he? I, I like Otis winning here again. Shorter than I expected, but I'm not hating on that or anything. I didn't need this match to be 10, 15 minutes.
2: All right, well, you know what, Sean, I'm on opposite ends here. I loved this match. I know it was short, but it was
0: short and sweet, like and I really it. liked it. I said I, I said I liked the booking.
2: I know, but you were like, oh, I don't think I needed 15, 10 minutes of it. I could have used an extra two minutes. That was good. Uh, I really liked this match. It was very simple, but I, I don't know what it was. It was entertaining to me. I, it was the spot where Elias was trying to lift up Otis, though. Bro, like, my heart legitimately had, like, a moment where I was like, oh, please do don't hurt, don't any let anything go wrong right now. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, the moment where they had Otis just like literally like run through and hit uh, the ring post—that was great. The knee for Elias, all of that—it was it was entertaining. All right, Sue me. I love this. I was a fan.
0: I mean, I I enjoy Sue you. What? Who? Who said it was bad? I'm not. I was just the, like I'm just saying today. that you out here picking fights with your own imagination. What are you talking about here? I'm
2: not trying to pick a fight. I'm just saying that I actually really like this. And I know that it's not something it's that is great or, you know, memorable by any I'm means. Glad but you it, like it fine. I like
1: it. I, I was like, entertained. I think
0: Elias is very underrated in the ring, too. I think he's better than a lot of people give him credit for. And Otis yeah. Long has been. Otis is finding his stride, like, in the ring, especially um, and, and he's becoming a, a better entertainer as well. And also shout out to Otis who uh, posted something about his battles with dyslexia this past weekend. Like that's going to help out a lot of people. I bet there's a lot of kids that are battling that, that watch WWE stuff and are seeing that, maybe feel embarrassed about it, maybe feel scared to even talk about it or don't even know what they're dealing with yet. And because of what Otis posted out there, that's going to help out a bunch of people. So a ton of respect to Otis for, for posting that as well. So, uh, Seth Rollins comes out, and he is interrupted by uh, the Judgment Day. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then, they're interrupted by the OC. And then we get this very cool, unique, little, like, three-way face-off with a bunch of other people in the ring, though. And it's Balor, Styles, and Rollins. And like, damn, that is a that is a slapper just waiting to happen. Denise, give me that. That's what I want. Did I agree. You-
2: yeah, I was excited when they when Finn wanted to accept the open challenge. I thought that was freaking great. I was like, OK, let's go. I was ready for it. I actually thought we were going to get it. And then, well, like that's that quickly was taken away. But for a split second, I was like, OK, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Um should we get into now afterwards? Cause that's all I cared about.
0: Sure. For that so I, also I love that Rollins is cunning enough to be like, there's a lot of people here and I'm not sticking around for it. I'll do the open challenge later. He's very smart. And that's a thing as he's becoming a baby face that I, I like that. He is embracing. He's being a smart guy because smart people are easier to cheer for. Um, Finn Seth and, and AJ has to happen at some point now. Like that is a match. Give me 20 minutes of that to end a Raw or put it on a pay-per-view or something, and it'll be killer. But we see OC, Judgment Day, face-to-face. We've had a lot of Bullet Club references of late as well. But we know their history. They have they have let the world know their history by now. But AJ saying, like, you know, it's always been us against the four of you guys. And I love that Rhea from Ringside says, Because nobody likes you or wants to help you. (laughs) I thought that was phenomenal. That was good. But then we get it. And uh, FightfulSelect.com reported last week, Denise, that WWE was interested in bringing back...
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? (laughs)
0: The running joke is that the person shows up the next week. Like that's the running joke is that after I report that they're interested in somebody, they pop up. Well, if you uh, read the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, which is up for tier two members of Fightful Select, what I do is I take all the reports that we had in the week. I update them and I put them in uh, in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. And I had put in there, kind of snuck in there. Oh, yeah, the deal's done and she's coming back. And it's happening imminently. It happened imminently with her Tim's on. She beat that ass, Mia Yim, back in WWE. And she is a part of the OC, like not like affiliated. She is in the OC, Denise. Yeah, I know. I love it. I'm so happy to see her back. She is one. She got such a freaking raw deal in WWE. She didn't wrestle at all last year Denise not one single batch she was parked for 15 months right. that is inexcusable no
2: and even when they i feel so bad because even when they remember that that scene or that moment where they had a uh, when she went in there and they made her do like this weird thing where she was like catapulty i don't know what they were having her do but that was like not not great right not good stuff for her so i did you know so I did an interview with her right afterwards, like a couple of months after when she was, once she actually went with impact wrestling and this always stuck with me because the number, like the thing that she said that really stuck with me was that she was a joke that she was a joke in WWE and she knew it. She said she was a joke there and that to hear someone say that, they were a joke and a company like that is not something you want to hear or want anyone to feel or experience at any point in their career especially when you make it to WWE which is supposed to be you know the dream boat for everybody right and so Mia Yim goes and she doesn't get her proper opportunity and she feels like she was a joke and then afterwards she was talking about how Obviously, you just mentioned she didn't have an opportunity to really go out there and wrestle. And so she was basically talking about how much anxiety she had getting back into the ring. And so you don't realize, like, how much effect – that can have on somebody that when people are shitting on you on social media telling you you're a joke you're not going out and wrestling you're starting to you know develop ring rust or whatever all of that messes with people and it messes with you and your confidence and everything you're supposed to do so she finally goes to impact wrestling man and she had some bomb ass matches the matches she had with mickey james loved um there was so much other stuff that she did that it was one of those things where you're just like damn like we didn't get to see any of that in wwe like not even a shade of that of her on the main roster and so now that she's finally there and jordan, we've been talking jordan so grace much match. oh my right. god
0: that jordan grace match was so good yes uh, she had a great win against diana as well she was in the in the freaking five way with mm-hmm. laredo kid and trey miguel and, and uh alex zane a bunch of people she had the the queen of the mountain match was good That was crazy. Uh, She had some
2: good spots in that one, too.
0: Triple Threat Revolver match was good. Like, she did some of her best work of her career in Impact. Giselle Shaw, that was a good match, too. Um, You guys should really, if you're sleeping on Impact, we even got a post-show for Impact every Thursday with Joel Pearl and Cresta. But, man, she, as... Jordan said, "Don't forget, she had to fake a seizure."
2: Yeah, that's all I was saying. They were having her do I don't know what. That was weird. I mean, I feel so bad, you know, because it was just such an icky well, situation. I think to be in, but at least now, Sean, she's in this opportunity where they can really show her, show what she can do, and we need women right now. We need women to go, and, and they have them there.
0: I mean, look, look at how abruptly the women were booked tonight, and you kind of see, but. Um, yeah, I think it is worth noting they wanted her to fake a seizure. Instead, she made it something else because she was like, "Ah, that's a little gross to kind of fake a seizure in the middle of a wrestling show. Uh, So a lot of respect to her for that as well. But KE775 says, do you think we see Tegan Knox and Chelsea Green in WWE before the end of the year? I think we probably see Chelsea. I mean, she tried to play dumb with me. I full stop asked her. I mean, for the love of God, she calls herself Queen Stooge number one. And she tried to play dumb, but... Like, listen, like, my people aren't wrong with stuff like this.
2: Oh, Sean. My people aren't wrong with stuff like this. Denise.
0: Denise. Are they wrong or are they wrong? (laughs) Denise. They're not wrong. I right.
2: know, but you sounded so, Listen, like, bougie when you said that. Like I am people, bougie. You are wrong.
0: I'm shooting, like, 98% from the field right now. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just should be bougie. You. I'm good at my job, Denise. All right, bougie, dirt-she boy. But uh, I, I just look at it, and Chelsea, when she she was trying to explain to me, she's trying to throw me off the trail, is like, they could have had me whenever they wanted me. I haven't had a contract. I'm
2: like, what? Like, yeah, there was one yes. point where she was working like in a million places at once. Yeah.
0: and she does say that she still has dates like through March, and she's still scheduled for WrestleCade. So uh, hopefully, we'll we'll see her then. But um, Tegan Knox, I know that she she had told me earlier this year that she had uh, visa issues. But if WWE wants you back, Denise, you don't have visa issues anymore because they'll get that shit settled. Like that's that's the whole thing. But. Yeah, I think we'll probably see Chelsea, but maybe they hold them off to the rumble. I mean, look at what was what was Chelsea doing under Triple H before being parked for a year, just like Mia was under Vince. Because I saw a lot of people also that were like, "Oh, well, Deanna should come over to WWE." Well, I mean, I'm sure that would be that'd be great, but guess what she was doing under Triple H? She was parked for a year too. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows for everybody under. Uh, under triple h i know somebody
2: it wasn't sunshine and rainbows for
0: yeah um we had another super chat that got uh erased i'm gonna ask uh ask louise to put that up there about mia yim but (laughs) fight uh sir brindo says what's up with raisinets srs thoughts denise so don't tell me you
2: hate raisinets
0: no i like raisinets just fine but On the Raw Plans post, so for those of you who want to plop down $5 for fightfulselect.com, we post Raw and SmackDown plans each Monday and Friday. We post the producers the following day, bunch of backstage notes, bunch of stuff. It's a great post, great addition to Fightful Select. But I always post up there, hey, don't screenshot this entire thing and post it on social media. A, it's a dick move. B, people that are going to be scrolling past are going to see spoilers they don't want to see. That's a dick move. So I said today, if you do it, you owe Sean Ross Sapp a year's worth of Raisinets, but I'm not going to eat them. You just have to hold on to them for a year. What are you going to do with a year's worth? And I'm talking like one box a day. I could eat a box a day if I needed to, but I like Raisinets. Can you
2: ship them to me? I'll take a year's worth of Raisinets. You would
0: like Raisinets. You are a California Raisin.
2: Yes, I'm aware of that. We've been um, through this, but I'm, I don't want to, I don't like raisins getting shit on. They're good. Even without the chocolate.
0: So anyway, uh, Mia Yim is there. They, they have the backstage segment as well. I'm, I'm so happy to see her back. I'm glad that she got her run running impact too. Um, but she
2: looks really cool too. Like get yeah. up the look everything. She looked on, she looked on point.
0: She did. And it's like she's come so far from like the, the dollhouse days in TNA, like, and, and she still feels fresh in that regard and always uh, adjusting, adapting, getting better in the ring. I love it. Guys, get your super chats, get your humper chats in. Denise, did you see the video of you that? um I Yes, re-posted? I saw
2: it. I didn't know what you were talking about. Cause you texted me something about a video and I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? I didn't send him no video. I didn't know no. what you were talking about. And then I randomly checked my timeline and I saw it and then I thought this would happen.
0: It was it was Denise miming you don't shaving. You
2: have to tell people.
0: Shaving. That's what it was.
2: Yeah. Well, listen, sorry. listen. I don't have much but, experience shaving a beard on my face, you know. Well,
0: what were you doing here?
2: because okay so like i'm assuming that when you're shaving a little bit of like the, the foam thing falls down it does so you're like holding on to it so it doesn't drip on the on the like the you know the the floor
0: well denise
2: <laughs> that's why i was doing this <laughs> because Listen. i didn't want the, the the foam to fall down on the sink denise- Does the foam not fall when you're shaving
0: no um Denise (laughs) I'm all about second chances and we're gonna give you a second chance here Manscaped.com and the code Fightful get 20% off and free shipping with the code Fightful at Manscaped that's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com whether it be your pubes your body or your buttocks Manscaped.com has that perfect package that comes with that lawnmower. It's got the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can adjust settings to get the the length you like. Stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. They've got all kinds of liquid formulations for the bathroom and your body. From, From ball deodorant to actual deodorant to cologne to body wash to foot deodorant, ball toner, all kinds of stuff manscape.com 20% off and free shipping when you use the code fightful that's manscapecom go use that code fightful listen maybe when you're in there you're afraid you're afraid of making a little bit of a mess you don't want your pubes to be a mess get manscapecom use the code fightful I could I, I couldn't even have a coherent sentence during that
2: (laughs) Sean you don't understand when you do this to your co-host you're putting them under immense amounts of pressure that's why I do it okay do you know what it's like to not have any pressure
0: do you know what it's like to start your own YouTube channel just to get over Denise
1: to get on this show
2: look the point that I'm trying to get is I have nothing to say during these, and I'm you, just supposed to sit there. You don't understand at the
1: pressure. At me, You don't understand the pressure
0: of working at a website full of beautifully manicured dongs thanks to Manscaped.com and the code Fightful. You don't understand that pressure, Denise.
2: Well, I'm glad that's a prerequisite here at Fightful. Well-shaved dongs.
0: Yeah, leave a thumbs up, guys. I'd greatly appreciate if you guys did that. There are uh, thousands so of wait, you watching. John,
2: if someone applies to Fightful and in their special skills,
0: play. they put well shaped. Muted. Please leave a thumbs up. Uh, no, in fact, Denise. Put it in your resume. Damn. <laughs> oh, okay. You're going to get what? some bad resumes now. So, Denise, why do you think that I'm asking people their their cube trimming habits as they apply? Uh, I don't know. Listen, based on guys, if you know, you know, and this is, this is how Denise is conducting interviews by the sounds of it right here, right here. What are Do you, you know trying to is? say? I'm just saying, Denise,
2: what are you talking about? Sean?
0: I'm just are saying you that
2: insinuating that I'm doing like, I'm saying, like I'm saying,
0: I'm saying that you're not an agent and there is no job. That's all I'm saying. You're not an agent. there is no job. I ain't Thank you for asking people My
2: microphone, by the way.
0: I, I ain't asking people what their grooming habits are before they hire. They just know. they just know.
2: Okay, this has completely gotten out of hand, okay? I was just trying not to sit there with a freaking blank-ass look, deer-in-the-headlights face while you did your manscaped read. I was trying to be a pal here, and all I get is humiliated on the internet. Can we continue on with the show?
0: (laughs) We sure can. Oh, man. War games.
2: That was terrible.
0: Yeah, I know. Bianca, Alexa, Asuka sets up war games. We've got damage control out there as well. So Dakota sort of leads here, and I love this because everybody in damage control gets their promo time eventually, and Dakota does incredibly well. But the highlight of this is Asuka and Io arguing at each other in Japanese because, like, this... Was what got the crowd up the most throughout the night, Denise, was them arguing back and forth in Japanese, and then the random bitch at the (laughs) end. And listen, we give them a lot of stuff about that lazy line in WWE. That was the perfect use of calling somebody a bitch in WWE, in my opinion.
2: Oh, I love this, man. I can't even tell who beat who. I mean, Asuka was freaking going to town, man. Yeah. I was like, damn, bro, what you telling her? Oh, I loved it, though. It was great. It, it just it, it worked so perfectly. It felt very, very natural. I loved it. This was definitely a high. This was the highlight of all of this. Uh, and then the, the bitch line at the end was really hilarious.
0: Amazing. What did you think about this as as to set up war games? Uh, as reported by FightfulSelect.com just before the show, they were going to set up war games here. Uh, subscribe, it's the best $5 in the business. Tamala says, Did you see the Bray logo during the girls' entrance in re- reference to Bianca and friends' entrance? Um, I-, I just think they're doing that to get that on the show at this point. I don't know if it has any rhyme or reason.
2: I think but- it has to. What do has you mean? to have some sort of reason.
0: I, let me hear your idea. I'm, I'm. I
2: don't have an idea. I'm just saying I don't feel like they're doing it just for shits and giggles. Or maybe they are. They would do it for shits and giggles. Never mind. They probably are. I take back my my argument.
0: Well, we have a good number of super chats and humper chats about this. Go ahead and get yours in, guys. Mm-hmm. Sean says, "Who else joins Bianca's war games team?" So Nikki Cross comes out. She makes it four on three. They've been actively trying to recruit Nikki Cross like and I like that they wanted Nikki Cross and they wanted her because she was forgotten. Now, if they're smart, they will tie this back in to the very beginning of Nikki Cross because they inexplicably brought her up years ago with no plans for her. If you remember that, Denise, but I love the way they introduced her. They had Alexa just start talking to her, and she's like, you notice that I'm here? Like, nobody has noticed that I'm here for the last two months that I've been called up. And the whole time, we were waiting on Alexa to turn on her, waiting on Alexa to turn on her. And it just wasn't happening. They were friends. They got along. It was genuine. I like that. I hope they tie that back in. I thought that was a really, really good introduction of Nikki Cross when they did it. But um, now they are on opposite sides here, and you've got to play off of what you have. Y- you, you look at what AEW does. Wrestling history is AEW history. In WWE, they don't all the time, especially with the women, reference things from years ago, and I think they should really lean into that here. We'll get more into Nikki Cross later on, but her joining damage control, how, how are you feeling about that? It, I- is it enough?
2: Yeah, I love it. Okay, so first of all, having Nikki come out there and you know just really be like, you know, crazy and cycling and you know the eyes and everything that she that she does as part of the presentation of it. I freaking love it. Unfortunately, the uh the her throwing the belt the 24/7 championship in the trash didn't work out the way they probably we'll, we'll wanted to. But it was still pretty damn hilarious regardless. Um, you know, looking at these teams here, I know the big conversation has been whether or not we're going to see Sasha and Naomi uh you know possibly join team Bianca here and I've kind of gone into the point where I, I don't expect it I really don't expect it and I'm you know could be completely wrong here but I don't really see it happening just yet um in terms of the fifth member of who I think could be in that spot was Bailey I feel like they should probably ask Rhea I think it could be one of those things of, you know what? You're out there. You're messing with the guys. Like, let's have you be part of our, uh, you know, super dominant girl group. I think Rhea would be great in that uh, position there. Uh, for team Bianca, I'm thinking like, okay, who else doesn't have anything going on? I feel like Candice.
0: It's going to be Rhea. Rhea cross paths with Bianca backstage. It makes yeah. so much sense. But for the two that are not named yet, I'm sitting there and I'm like, they they better get to naming them next week unless unless it's Becky and Charlotte or Sasha and Naomi. They better get to naming these women real quick because if they go into that show or even the last week, Denise, with those big shadows up there and it ends up, all due respect, being Dana and Mia, that ain't going to go well.
2: I think they're going to add Candace
0: and Candace possibly
2: Mia good. Yim that's who I can see being added to and this realistic, a little so, bit more. realistic. So they need to announce
0: those like next week and the week after, maybe like you for can't, sure. You can't go into that show being like question mark, question mark Mia and Candace would be fine. Um, they got to get, they they need to get back Charlotte and Becky and they, they need, they should have more women's segments in general on a three hour show, but they got to do some stuff that, that, is important they gotta they gotta make everything matter and what they did tonight was they eliminated one thing that could have mattered the 24-7 title uh, i was shocked when they said a 24-7 title match and then nikki cross beats dana brooke and nikki did not care about the title when she rolled out of the ring and then she attempted to throw the title in the trash can and missed, which you know, I think is a perfect example of exactly what that title has been. A myth. This, this, when introduced, Denise, could have been something very fun. It could have been something very exciting. It could have been something very different in a period where WDB was throwing everything at the wall. If you remember what they were doing, Denise, Vince McMahon was so out of ideas it was like, let's turn the lights out for an hour on Raw. Let's do the wild card. Let's do the brand to brand pounds. invitation. Let's hire and fire Eric Bischoff. Let's hire and fire Paul Heyman. Let's no commercials during Raw. Hey, we're going to fire the authority figures too. Hey, we're going to two out of three falls nonstop all the time. Two out of three falls. Raw under like anything but book a cohesive show. title was an opportunity for them to do something different and do something with a lot of people that weren't traditionally on TV. And they did a good job at times of getting people involved in the show because who doesn't want to win a WWE title, right? So they were able to get celebrities involved nonstop. But it became the same clown car segment of 80 people running after the same person it was so lazy we didn't get the great segments like we did with the hardcore title where it's like mean street posse and the headbangers at chucky e. cheese or at the airport or anything like that they never did the thing where it's like oh shit undertaker has that title well i don't really want it that bad then if he's got it like they never did that they they you Only know, like were- did
2: that spot with the women, and then the best thing that they probably in the beginning they had a couple of good stuff with Reggie because he was doing all that Lino you know, super like athletic stuff that you knew that they were doing for like TikTok views and all of that. But that at one point dried out, and there wasn't anything else that they were really coming up with creatively. And it, we kind of started to see the same thing. And I really think the twenty four seven championship really went to like the shitter. It went to the shitter when they started doing the whole thing about um. Tamina and freaking uh, Tazawa and the double wedding. And that's when I think that I was the that. peak worst. Sean, the peak worst of the 24-7 championship. I
0: think maybe I didn't see it as the peak worst just because I was like, Oh, it's not somebody getting rolled up and it's not somebody getting chased again. No, I was just do happy you remember they were that wedding different.
2: segment that we sat through. That was a nightmare, Sean. That was a freaking nightmare.
0: <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Okay, um, like
2: I that was that was one of the moments where I I almost I almost quit. I almost retired. It was bad.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I just when they introduced this, I was like, oh, cool, this makes an awful lot of sense to just have a title like this because it can go back and forth between every show. But then it just didn't. It was Raw exclusive. So a 24-7 title, well, it's not 24-7 if it only gets defended for like 20 minutes on a Monday. It was just... Uh, there There was... R-Truth did all he could for that title. He He did a lot. But there was no crash Holly. There was no like he, and he did everything that he could. He did everything that he could there. It's just, there was no
2: creativity. There was no creativity anywhere with it. That was the main problem.
0: So this, uh, ends with our truth having 53 title reigns. He held the title for a combined 423 days, which is a record. Um, and, I I had like literally before today, I was going to run a story this week about, Hey, what's up with the 24 seven title. And I was told there are no plans for it. I'll have more on Fightful select, but they had been using it on live events, but WDB wasn't even updating when the titles would change hands like on, on their own website, which is a real indication. They don't give a damn, but they would do a spot on some of the live events, which I thought was a really good spot for live events. Denise, where, the person would hold the title. Then the referee would end up winning it. Then it would end up going back to that person because that's like a cutesy spot. You do on a house show and people can say, oh, cool. I saw a little title change on on a show. You know, kids will look at that and be like, I remember that. I wouldn't give <laughs> they a damn. Do,
2: trust me. They, they do. do.
0: But uh, yeah, I think that they just fumbled this. Was it going to be a big deal? Hell no, it wasn't going to be a big deal.
2: I'm surprised they even decided to even give it enough of a, I think they, they, they uh, gave it a goodbye today. They could have easily just not shown it at all.
0: I bet they'll do something like on the bump or something. You know what I mean? Like they'll do that. That would have been
2: totally cool if we just never heard about the title ever again. Well, I
0: mean, at the point that this show was booked, I'm surprised Austin Theory didn't try to cash in on Nikki Cross. Girl. But uh, Orion Ben says, Nikki Cross, first women's intercontinental champ, Alex Diaz says the 24-7 title belt will be on AEW in 90 days. That's clever. Michael Key says, I want our truth to find the title and take it home. Me too. Me too. Or I want Midian to fish. <laughs> I want Midian to fish it out of a trash can or Jim Duggan or somebody. They've done that before. Joel says, uh, Joel Reeser says, No better moment with a hardcore title than when Crash Holly was taking a nap. And Gerald Briscoe pins him as Lawler whispers that he won it. That was such good stuff. That's what I wanted. That's the stuff that I liked. Uh, KE775 says, wondering if Becky returns with Alba Fire and Piper Niven to battle Bailey, EO, and Dakota after Survivor Series. Um, I think that would be a great trio to add together. Like, I think that would be a good one, but I think that Becky is probably headed to SmackDown probably going to end up facing ronda rousey and probably going to have finally that one-on-one match with rousey
2: yeah they need something over there that's for sure
0: tom brady asked if i think sasha and naomi will be in more games i do not and joel wood says do you think they'll be added i do not nicholas says nicholas says i wouldn't mind charlotte or Shayna joining uh but i think sasha and naomi joined bianca alex and Oscar." I would like that. I had a little bit of hope due to that intro, Denise, that aired on Crown Jewel with Sasha and Naomi. But I hit up WDB and they said there is no news to report on that. Normally, they would just ghost me on something like that. But I think they probably wanted to sort of temper expectations there. And I was told they just used an old intro. Womp, womp, womp. Nerd Guru says for war games, I think it'll be DC, Nikki, and Heel Candace, because we never saw them actually beat Candace up versus Bianca, Asuka, then Becky, uh, Sasha, and Naomi are the other three. Ha ha, theory loser. <laughs> Do you think there's a chance we see Candace as a heel?
2: I mean, why not? But no, I see her more with with Bianca's team.
0: I mean, that would be very interesting. That would that would add some some flavor to it for sure. Line drive says, "What can WWE do to bring the heat to the women's war games feud? Ever since Extreme Rules with Bianca soloing damage control, I just don't buy any need for a ten woman match to resolve it. It's been resolved. Bianca embarrassed them. So I want to spend a little time on this. I I kind of agree with that. Like Bianca has pretty heartily beat these these women, like pretty pretty well off. Just one, like she beat Bailey, like." I, I admire the fact that Bianca's like, no, we're not done with you guys because, <laughs> because these are my friends and I'll help them too and you guys screwed them. So I, I admire that. That makes uh, Bianca look like a good person within the context of the show and that ain't a bad thing. Uh, I, I think maybe I'm letting it go a little bit, Denise, because I just want to see this match. I want to see a Women's War Games match in WWE
2: that's why i thought that bailey was going to actually defeat her at crown jewel because i thought okay because bianca has been super dominant in all of this so i figured they got to give a leg up to Mm -hmm. bailey at some point and i thought it was going to happen at crown jewel and then when it didn't uh you know to me it still makes sense for them to do it this way with bailey you know leading her team and bianca leading her team it just makes a lot more sense because that's the story that they've been telling and they got you know Their friends wet their side with damage control and then Asuka and Alexa. So to me, this kind of feels more so like the continuation of something that is happening because we've already been seeing it versus it starting up something new, which is why I'm still sticking to the idea that we're going to be seeing uh, Mia Yim and Rhea Ripley on opposite ends because that obviously further that story with them and uh, and then whoever else they add to uh, Bianca's team.
0: Sean Garner says, when does Sasha and Naomi return? Joel Woods says, when you see Sasha and Naomi returning, Sasha isn't training for her health. I mean, as Luis points out, Tyson Kidd still trains. Uh, Paige was training for a while. When Ty- I was sidelined with a pretty bad neck injury. I literally trained for cardiovascular health. You can train for your health. She trains because she loves it. Um, but I don't know. I don't know when she's going to return. She posted that video, and as we talked about, Denise I think she's a very smart woman. I think she knows exactly what she's doing. She knows how to get buzz for whatever it is she's working on. But I'd be shocked if WWE didn't make a big play to get her for WrestleMania. That's that's not a report. That's me saying I think that they probably would.
2: Oh baby, uh, they gotta definitely try. If they didn't, I would be shocked if they didn't yeah. at least try. But I feel like by I feel that we should have some sort of answer by then as to whether or not be uh, whether or not Sasha is going to be coming back or not. I feel like. By the time we get to April, like that's still a long time. I feel we should know something way before that.
0: Omar asks if Denise knows that couch.
2: No, I would hope. Should I know the couch? I would hope not. Sounds like very inappropriate.
0: Denise, you can make one to $5,000 in one day.
2: You know what? Fine. No, that's not going to make a difference in my life. The
0: Bep Jr. says, wouldn't it be Mia and the OC versus JD and Rhea at Survivor Series? Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to pull them out of it. Yeah. And I mean, that that makes sense, too, to do that. I, hopefully, is an elimination match, too. That would be good. But yeah, so if you had to pull them out of it, I would definitely say Candice was going to be in. And you got to slide in a big name. You got to slide in a big name. JJ, you do feel like
2: they have big enough names already? Because I feel Bianca and Alexa, to me, are big names. Bailey, big definitely. name. Oscar, big name.
0: JJP I says I like. Enough. JJP says I'd like to thank Frightful for the good work you do. Frightful Select is awesome, and even better when you remember to update your expired card. Yeah, guys, we have a lot of people that fall off at the end of the month because their credit cards expire. So check those. Make sure you got them updated. And for those of you who used to subscribe to Fightful Select and you're like, oh, I don't want to subscribe in the middle of the month because I get charged again on the 1st. Not anymore with Fightful Select. Uh, we have anniversary billing, so it is now uh, good the, the day that you subscribe. Also, guys, I want to mention, did a big interview and feature with Casey Navarro. For those of you who don't know him, he is wrestling all over uh, the country. Uh, Defy Warrior Northeast Wrestling. But uh, it was a long form feature. I've done these before on Killer Cross, on Anthony Bowens, on Muhammad Hassan, the Brawl for All. Uh, some of them have been used to guide like major podcasts and, and videos from a lot of your favorite YouTubers and podcasts because we go really in depth. Um, Casey Navarro was a very interesting one. I sat down and spoke with him in Nashville. He was not booked in Nashville. He flew there to talk to me for this feature. And then I started to hit people up. A lot of people don't realize he's Diamante's brother, but she kind of wanted that quiet. That way there was no accusations and nepotism. But I spoke to Anthony Bowens, Mike Bennett, um, Killer Cross, a lot of people in WWE, Impact, uh, AEW about this kid. And FightfulSelect.com is going to have some news this week because I got hit up by somebody that said, "Uh, by the way, he's on our radar. So uh, we'll have that on FightfulSelect.com, but please check out that feature it is pinned to my Twitter right now. If you all don't mind, give it a retweet. I'm very proud of that story. And if you, if you encounter him in person, you'll, you'll see. He's getting a lot of comparisons to uh, a lot of really, really uh, highly touted talent. Roman says... Are they planning one or two men's game war games matches? They seem to be building both bloodline versus assorted faces and OC versus judgment day. I don't think OC Judgment Day will be war games. Um if it it's is gonna be
2: just the one women's, one man's if not, they're just yeah. overdoing it at that point. Two tops, that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I bloodline, bloodline makes sense because you got five of them. You got Roman, you got the Usos, you got Sammy, you got Solo. Um, but We'll see. H man says, not going to lie. I could see Nikki purposely missing the trash can when she threw away the 24 seven title, just to show she couldn't care about it.
2: I kind of like, I kind of thought that Me for too. a second. I did think it because, you know, she was looking up and she was like, Oh, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Like wherever it lands, that shit lands, you know? Yeah. I did kind of think about it like that.
0: A big shout out to our friends at love wrestling, our buddy Spencer, especially with the Twitch raid. Thank you so much. Uh, support them whether it be the the site or just the the wrestling they promote as well. Austin Theory defeated Shelton Benjamin, who's back to being the gold standards. Patches says, uh, rough night for Shelton, losing to Austin Theory on the same night Mia Yim comes back. That's funny. And Terry Allen Jr. says, Shelton is wonderful and needs his old theme. I'm just happy to see Shelton back on TV. He started a trend on Twitter last week because a few of us started to talk about, like, yeah, he probably should be treated better. Probably should have been a world champion. I. I wanted to uh I wanted to see him do an angry old man tag team with Randy Orton at one point but the riddle thing came about. Uh do you see anything happening for Shelton?
2: I feel really bad because you know we hardly ever see him. Every time he comes out it's the reminder of oh yeah, he's here, which is unfortunate because Shelton Benjamin deserves more than that he was i remember like god i remember everybody kept thinking that shelton benjamin was going to be like the very yeah. very top cream of the oh, top everybody i,
0: I and everybody goes I ain't mean, the mic skills the mic skills i don't care ray mysterio doesn't have mic skills chris benoit did not have mic skills jinder mahal did not have mic skills all these people were, were world champions now ray mysterio has charisma all his own but and unless you saw what Shelton could do in the ring, you cannot possibly fathom like it was unbelievable. Like he could do stuff that that Brock couldn't even do. He could do a 450 for the love of God. And a lot of people didn't know about it. Um, he was just unbelievable. Austin Theory wins. Which, do. Yeah.
2: And it's unfortunate because it does kind of feel like I don't know, like you can argue the ship sailed. I don't know. I mean, they could still do way more than what they're doing now. Sure. The spots are there. Like, he can definitely have that, those, like, a certain spot.
0: Dan, uh, Total Nerd says Damage Control should have had all the titles at this point. Yeah. I mean, I thought that's where they were headed when they got the 24 seven thing. Tony uh, <laughs> Gargano's out. He interrupts The Miz and he says The Miz was lying. And not only that, Miz had an inter or a meeting with a Hollywood agent or producer. Producer. Producer lately. Uh, and let me tell you, during that interview, things happened.
2: Jesus, Sean.
0: <laughs> but uh, it was it was a detective, a private investigator that Johnny hired. Now, Johnny did fast forward through some of this. Do you think Johnny's up to some bullshit? <laughs> uh,
2: I... Think that you think I care about this more than I actually do? <laughs>
0: I'm asking you a question. Do you think
2: I know, Sean? I just feel so bad because this is an angle that I'm currently tolerating at the moment. I thought. Last week, they did a fine job with everything that they did and the way that they presented the story. And it was funny. Ha ha. And the way that they did it today, it's just so corny. It's just so cheesy. Johnny Gargano was hitting jokes that really didn't hit the big remote. I did like that joke, actually. The one where he said, I got a remote from home and it's going to work on this Titantron," And I'm like, OK, yeah, that's funny. So that was fine. And this actually reminded me of. I don't know what the equivalent is for you, but for the Spanish speakers out there, I used to watch Lauda all the time. And they used to do this thing where they would bring out the person and they would talk about the drama and then be like, oh, and there is a secret video where we caught all of the footage. And so it reminded me of that actually. GTV. Where you have this... Do you what? remember GTV? I didn't watch GTV.
0: Okay. It, GTV was on WWE and it was a they hidden didn't camera. Watch. It was a hidden camera angle in the Attitude Era where it would remember. catch people doing stuff. And some of it was really funny shit. Like, <laughs> Big Show and uh, Val Venus would be pissing next to each other in the urinal. And Val Venus would look down and they go, he goes, and they call you the Big Show? And it would set up a match for the later later in the night. Like, it was
2: pretty, <laughs> no, I don't pretty remember. good
0: stuff. Like, uh, like they... They did some cool stuff, but that's kind of what it was. But
2: Okay, well, sorry, it reminded me of that. It reminded me of Laura, okay? Sumi, okay? That's what well, it reminded me of. Well, anyways, so um now I'm trying to get my train of thought back. Okay, so. It was during this, that I thought, okay, well, let's see where this goes, right? But the Miz just revealing, oh yeah, all of this is true. I, I was kind of, ho- I was kind of hoping for a little bit of a swerve or something different to kind of spice up the story. But instead, it just kind of felt like they were telling us, uh, finding a new way to just tell us the exact same thing. So I did appreciate them doing the the hidden camera and all of that, but other than that, it, it still feels like it's just the same thing. Wh- when is it going to end?
0: Well, they had a good match after this, a really good match. Johnny obviously can wrestle his ass off. It's just, again, this this angle, I, I want to see some progression.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, if we're, I feel like we're stuck in the same spot.
0: Well, I mean, we are getting that progression. Like, we found out that Miz was lying. We found out that he's in cahoots, was in cahoots with Dexter, that he stopped paying. He confirmed that Johnny was telling the truth throughout that. I actually liked the finish of this. I thought this was well done and slick because Miz played off the fact that Dexter Loomis has been coming after him to distract the breath, hit him with the turnbuckle connector, which keeps the ropes on, which are hard as hell. If anybody's ever felt one of those, they're heavy as hell and ends up pinning Johnny. Johnny looks like a million bucks in the ring. He's ripped. Um, Also, Bianca looked like she could just run through a wall, by the way. Jesus Christ, like between her and, and Johnny Gargano, they got like 0.1% body fat on them. But uh, this this match, like the thing is, I know we're going to another Ms. Gargano That's match. That's what I'm
2: saying. I just don't care. I'm sorry. I tried. I really do try on this one, but it's been rough because we took so long to even get this as an answer. Like for yeah. the longest time, we were just getting the kidnappings, and that lasted how oh, long got, did that last? We got another
0: one. We got another one tonight. So like, how
2: long did the 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 ones before we even got it? Just it the Johnny Johnny Gargano portion to this story feels very very last minute. It feels like they were trying to figure out, okay, well, where do we go with the kidnappings? Where do we go with the kidnappings? So I feel like this was it's very obvious that there wasn't a. uh actual plan to this and we're just getting something different every week but they're really really stretching it out
0: well if you're trying to stretch your dollars out nordvpn.com slash fightful has you covered four additional months free a 30-day money-back guarantee in case you don't like it but what's not to like you can change your virtual location with just one click you know what that does It allows you to watch all kinds of content. allows you to get a broader uh, access to content as well. You can buy pay-per-views at a much more affordable price. You can get AEW+, which allows you to watch Dynamite without commercials. You can get the old WWE Network back. Maybe you like that old interface. Not only that, you can block online trackers, malware, and annoying pop-up ads. It is such a versatile app, NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Not only that. When you're browsing that unsecured Wi-Fi when you're traveling, this keeps you protected. Shield your data from snoops and criminals. Protect yourself on that public Wi-Fi and secure every device you own. It works on all major operating systems, and you can connect up to six devices separately with just one subscription, and you can just set it up on your router and protect the whole household. How about that one? NordVPN.com slash a Fightful Orion Ben says, revealed. Denise uses hidden cams on her day job. Sarah Marie says, do you think they're prepping Bianca to turn heel anti-hero? I think she's working as a babyface right now, and I think you're probably going to have a new slate of heel challengers. If they can get Sasha and Naomi back, eventually you'll have them. Uh, They're going to do some switching up, but Rhea is on the horizon. You got to do Bianca Rhea. Got to happen. Luis says, we spoke about this on the show Denise was absent. Laura is the Latino version of Mari and had the phrase, bring in the bastard. Oh, yeah.
2: It's louder, <laughs> Not Laura. It's louder, Okay. Well, uh, and she was legit because Jake. Okay. a lawyer. Okay. Like, and you she changed nice. people's lives, Sean.
0: Did she? Was she better yes. than Mari?
2: Huh? Was she
0: better I than Mari? Mari. Listen, Mari Povich, the goat, had a show where a woman was afraid of balloons and they put all the balloons up on the screen muted. They put all the balloons up on the screen and she ran backstage, but then she ran into the room where all the balloons were. It was amazing. Denise.
2: Yeah, well, you know what? Laura would basically she wouldn't be those clean cut host hosts that were all like, Oma, take care of your feelings. Nah, if she thought you were a you if you she thought you were a jerk, she'd freaking tell you to your face, man. I'd freaking love Laura. Maury would kick better.
0: Laura's ass. Mori would oh, beat Oh, Please,
2: Laura, Laura was so much better, okay? so it. not be discriminating, Sean, just because you don't understand the language.
0: <sighs> you know what the lie detector the determines? That was a lie.
2: You're Mari Povich. Yeah, forever. you don't even know. You're missing out.
0: DNC Digital says, now with Triple H in control, is there a possibility of more original content, or is that more of a Peacock decision? It's a peacock WWE decision. They had, at least I know of last year, a certain number of hours that um, that they were able to reach or that they had to reach. So it, it all depends on that. What else we got here? Oh, it's time for the main event. Kind Hi, of
2: because
0: <laughs> this was a long segment. The Seth Rollins open challenge. Lashley was set to cash in. But then Mustafa Ali is like, no, 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 no. I want it. They, well, they, they interrupted each other. Mustafa <laughs> Ali attacks, gets thrown around. That sucks for him. He's going to end up stabbing somebody. Like at this point, like everybody's just disrespecting him. But Lashley comes out and attacks Seth before the bell. Uh, John Corona says, imagine this uh, Bobby versus Lesnar in a fight pit match. That would be four fire emojis. It would be. I love this Bobby Lashley. But he absolutely beats Seth Rollins' ass. And then we get one of the dumbest things the dumbest goddamn booking things I've ever seen. Now, I'll preface this by saying I am more inclined to let it play out now than I would have four months ago, five months ago. More inclined. But I don't think that this is going to be made to be not stupid. Unless they somehow just make the angle that Austin Theory is a complete moron. And if they do, they could have just booked something else. Austin Theory after a an open challenge was issued, cashed in for the United States title. Now, I had somebody, Denise, that had the balls to say to me, y'all act like open challenges mean that a match was definitively going down. The cash-in ensures a shot at the championship no matter what the state the champion is in, while well, an open challenge doesn't say that. Given the fact Rollins was dead, Theory had to cash in for the match. Okay, first off, let me address this because I thought that perfectly encapsulated the ridiculousness of people who will defend this, Denise. No, the match with Blasley never started, Denise. It was never accepted. Why are you cashing in on the US champion? Well, I had people say Roman Reigns, he's always got the bloodline around, yada, yada, yada. Oh, that's cool, guys. Guess what? Austin Theory. Has eight more months with this briefcase if he wanted it, Denise. Eight more. We have a match. He hits a pedigree, hits a bunch of moves. Rollins kicks out. Lashley tears ass. Almost gets Austin Theory counted out. Instead, it's a stomp that wins it. This booking was so dumb. And I got people that like they got stock in the company or some shit, Denise. Ah, uh, that, yeah, man, uh, what they had to do, see, here's what they had to do. They had to get the time. they had to get it off of theory. That's what they had to do, man. They had to do it. Had to do it, bro. It's a scripted show! They can script anything they want. If they looked at Logan Paul and said, oh my God, you you tore your ACL, it's, it's, it's made, of, it's, it's made of chips ahoy crumbled up cookies right now. You, you're out there in a wheelchair. Well, guess what? They can have Jake Paul run out, crack Austin Theory in the face, roll Logan Paul's crippled ass over on the Austin Theory and pin him for the Money in the Bank briefcase. Because it is a fake scripted show. They can do whatever the hell they want. So to say they had to get it off of him, why would he do it against Roman? I don't know. It's fake. Make it make sense. What the hell's going on, Denise?
2: I have a bunch of thoughts. Please I've been share. so excited to talk about this. All right, so where do I begin? First and foremost, um what did Austin Theory do to Triple H? I'm convinced Triple H hates the guy. And I, I don't know, okay? I don't know. This is just based off of what we're seeing. I don't know what Austin Theory might have done because um this was a complete and utter burial of Austin Theory. I legitimately feel bad for him I legitimately do feel bad for him okay I know that you know we were saying this this and that or he's not the guy this this and that whatever in the past was whatever was said right but he did not deserve to go out looking like this this was so bad it made him look so dumb and I'm sorry but he actually has more upside than some of the other people that we have seen on the
0: show actively improving
2: Yes, he is actively improving. He's getting better. It got to the point where I was like, okay, if they keep going, if they keep going, having him go out there and have good matches, like this guy could beat somebody right now. Yeah, I'm not expecting him to be, you know, champion in a year. I'm not expecting him to beat Roman Reigns, but they actually had something there with Austin Theory. And I legitimately feel so bad for him after today because they made him look really dumb. Uh, you mentioned it, and I tweeted this right as soon as it happened, where it's like, Well, first of all, no offense to the U.S. title, but why would he go out there and cash in for the U.S. title? I'm sorry, but when you have the money in the bank briefcase, you're going to go for the big the big stuff, right? Okay, fine. You're going to go for the title. That's the first thing I want to say. The second thing is he had an open challenge today. Come on. And if he, and if, and if it wasn't, let's say he just, you know, missed out on the opportunity for today. There's going to be more yes. open challenges. This is something we see often. Why the hell would they have him do it the way that they did it today? Have him cash in for the title. And then also when he could have just oh, accept, he could have just uh, put himself in for the open challenge. Okay, fine. So then. I'm thinking, all right, fine. Maybe the U.S. title isn't the best way to go, whatever. Maybe they'll have him just get the title. Fine, let him have his moment. That'll be fine, right? But then afterwards, he just gets all of these, you know, he tries to get Seth down. He doesn't. There was like four different attempts or so. I forget how many there were. Bobby Lash literally comes out and on, tops of, on top of this, beats the living shit out of him. And I'm just thinking like, this is the cherry on top to basically say, you... How does he come back from this Sean? How the How does he come back from this? They buried Ooh. the guy 100 feet under. If you want me next week to take Austin Theory seriously, can I in good conscience as a conscience as a viewer take him seriously after this? I cannot. They killed the guy. I really think oh, that it sucks what they did to Austin Theory today. We
0: do have a bunch of super chats and humper chats and lots of stuff like this tackled. Tamala says Theory cashes in. 24-7 title is trashed. Nice. Michael Key says only positive. Bobby's a beast. Seth is a face. Seth is a face at this point. KE775 says how does Vince, see, Vince feel to see Triple H kill two of his projects? Theory and 24-7 title. I mean... Theory was already losing matches under Vince with money in the bank as well. Like, and, and Denise, we sat at, at the studio, at blue wire. And I said, this is exactly what's going to happen They're, He's going to lose every match after Bro, this money was in the
2: worse bank. than anything. We I could know. Imagine. I know,
0: but the 24 seven title was not a Vince project. He did not give a shit about that title either. Uh, I look at money in the bank in general, Denise and WWE has been so lazy with money in the banks. Like, so lazy. This is a tool of optimism, Denise. Like, they they can use it and say, here's a chance for us to retcon something if we really screw it up. And you know what? It's a fake show. We can pass it around if we want. Edge won the damn thing from, from uh, Kennedy at one point and uh, Shelton... Uh, Vied for it against Rob Van Dam. But no woman since Carmella has held money in the bank for like longer than a day. Okay, do something else. Do something else already. But, but,
2: and it's Let, such an easy thing because I like the money in the bank. I just wish that what too. followed, you know, met met the same expectations. But I think that there's a lot that they could have eased. It's such an easy concept. It's a yes. fun concept. And it's an easy way to propel somebody, you know, when you're not waiting for, you know, the January's Royal Rumble.
0: Yes. So let's look at the recent history of money in the bank. Austin Theory, dud. Uh, Liv, Nikki, they won it in a day. So whatever and the Nikki thing they they bombed that too Big E won that was cool that that ended up working out well but otis won well they gave it to otis during the pandemic and i i think no talent was hurt more by the pandemic than otis because they did not get to pay off the mandy storyline in front of a crowd uh, they kissed in front of a, a silent group but then they passed it to miz and what they did was Miz sucks so bad and is so not over at this point we're gonna give him the title and that's the way they did it it was a transitional thing oscar won it well she won the title that way bailey won it an hour she held the title uh braun Strowman. well that was a dud alexa bliss held it for a day brock lesnar was very intriguing, and I want to go to this segment. Anna Rag says the cash in was worse than any of Vince's booking are overall. Arguably, makes me want to stop watching. But the bloodline are great. I disagree. 2019 top title programming was the, the worst. Brock should have held that briefcase for a long time, and that could have struck fear into everybody that had a title belt. They could have done better. They screwed it up, it was miserable. WWE has not effectively booked Money in the Bank for a long time. Mod says, I thought, I think what Theory did would have made sense. Can't beat Roman, beat Seth. If it wasn't an open challenge, is his character supposed to be this dumb? I mean, if I they would, would have
2: more respect for Austin Theory if, if they would have had him go and face Roman Reigns and just lose. Yes. That's it. They could have had him cash in and lose, and that's it. No big deal. Okay, fine. Whatever. Moving on.
0: And I, I would have, they could have had him like rally up a crew of guys to take on the bloodline. And he says, if you get me this title, each one of you get title shots. I'll make sure everybody gets a title shot. Then when he doesn't win, he's got to answer to all those people too. So that sets up his feuds as well. You, you could do that. Oliver says, I'd rather have the Fed insult my intelligence by making me watch uh, <laughs> Money in the Bank failed U.S. title cash in than much my Lakers at the moment. I won't argue with you there. Stage says, don't mind the U.S. title cash in. Had hoped Otis did it with the tag titles. I think lazy booking was just to get rid of Vince's booking. Theory not ready. Again, you could have done it another way. You made him look stupid. And maybe if a ditzy character is going to be his character, I guess. Jordan says, never forget Brock and Undertaker won matches they weren't in. Just make it make sense. Again, Yes. He says, Theory's motivation makes sense. He saw an opportunity to win gold after Bobby destroyed Seth. Theory knew he would never win the undisputed title from Roman Bloodline. Case of putting money in the bank on him too early. Again, I completely disagree. He won that money in the bank briefcase less than four months ago. It was four months ago. He had eight
2: months left on the clock. He could have been. He would have been. you know what even him cashing in on the nxt championship would have been
0: they teased
2: that they even teased that even that would have been so much better come on
0: the the only silver lining the only silver lining to me is that they established a precedence that's it that you can cash in on nxt you can cash in on the u.s title it's just it was so stupid it was a silver
2: lining I don't yeah, even it think it's me. a silver lining. Mm-mm.
0: Scotty Bobach says, I disagree with the argument about the open challenge. Theory didn't want a fair match. He was going to cash in on a full strength Rollins. He saw them both down for the count as his chance to win the ba- belt. Not the best, but it's not illogical.
2: You have this one shot, this one golden ticket, this one opportunity. You're supposed to really think about how you're going to spend it. Come on. And
0: theory could argue he could argue, I'm here to answer the open challenge. The bell never rang for that. Let me have that. <laughs> I want it.
2: It gets uh, even worse.
0: Mike says, Sean, what's next for Lashley, if you had to guess? Um, probably He's going to cook
2: Ali. Austin Theory.
0: Yeah, Mustafa That's Ali. Left. He's going to face Mustafa Ali, I think. Call Me Crazy says, it's been a minute. Great to see you, by the way. What the hell was that main event? Why did they waste theory and all the work he's put in over the last year? Everything he's done has gone down the drain. Before Triple H, he was built to be a star. Now this, it was an awful raw for the most part. I agree somewhat. Uh, Call me crazy, and it's great to see you again. Like that golden egg bullshit that they had him doing a year ago was stupid as well. Um, He was losing a lot. He got put on TV with Vince, and at that point, It was more of an anchor than it was an elevation to be on screen with Vince at that stage of Vince's career was not like the Austin Stone Cold Steve Austin days. It was different, but um, maybe they can salvage it. I hope they can salvage it, but.
2: Man, I did an interview with freaking Austin Theory, and he Me like too. literally teased the whole. Uh, the this was like the the recent WrestleMania one. He was like mm-hmm. teasing a big opportunity at WrestleMania, and I'm like, bro, like this did not go very well. This that, it, I feel bad for him, honestly. I really do. I don't get it- him dirty.
0: Get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. We're heading down the home stretch, but please leave a thumbs up on this video. I'd greatly appreciate it. Check out my feature with Casey Navarro and Tuesday on Fightful. Joel Pearl has an interview with Giselle Shaw. All of our interviews go up early access on fightfulselect.com for tier two members. I don't promote that tier two a ton, but it gives you early access to all of our interviews. Also the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, a lot of other cool things. Uh, But today on Fightful Select, it was a loaded day. You have Alex's Sour Graps review. Right now, it's going to go on while our show is even off. We have those early uh, Giselle Shaw notes. We had details on Nick Aldis and NWA's relationship deteriorating, which was uh, because of the disrespect that Aldis said that NWA gave to Mickey James. An internal memo about the success of Crown Jewel, plans for the next Saudi Arabia show, news on WWE scouting, a lot of stuff like that. That's just today for five bucks a month, my friends. Uh, let's get these super chats. Big thank you to Luis, who, who is doing our moderating. Jason said, not even Ken Anderson got this treatment. Anwesh <laughs> says, feel theory got some heat backstage the way he was booked today, or whoever booked it hit riddles bongs really hard. I, I have not heard about theory being anything but a model uh, model person backstage, at least. Uh, so, so what happened
2: that. that's the big mystery sean you need to get on that mm-hmm.
0: evolution is a mystery sheldon jackson says when's WWE going to invest in better theme songs because most theme songs in WWE are hot garbage they are nice i see a lot of people saying bring back jim johnston bring back jim johnston i love jim johnston denise he made some iconic themes but the man is 70 like i don't know if he's got his finger on the pulse of modern music
2: I think anything's better right now than what we're getting. It's all Everything kind of sounds the
0: same. That's true. Mr. Steel. your girl says Triple H is just Vince that likes PWG. God. And Fight Brandon, Fight says decent show up until the ending. I get that Theory was never going to beat Roman, but how did any of the last 10 minutes make sense? I miss Kevin Owens on Raw so much. I hope he's a part of Ward Games. Buddy, I miss Becky. I miss Kevin. I miss Edge. I miss a lot of people. I miss the title belt. I miss a lot of stuff on that show. Uh, Crew Kid says it feels like Trips broke out the golden shovel tonight. He made Austin Theory look like an absolute chump. Sucks for him because he's worked hard. He has worked very hard to improve. I ain't saying he should have won the title. Yeah. I ain't saying anything like that. But uh, did he tell the people what you got going on?
2: All righty. As for me, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Sean, you need to get this graphic pick p- fix because I keep using this. This sucks. Yeah, <laughs> okay. At underscore Denise Salcedo on Twitter and Instagram. Please go follow me there. I'm very active. And then uh, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I just surpassed 75,000 subscribers. So come show some love and see what's going on there.
0: I have a link tree in my bio now, guys, that has a lot of our stuff. We have Fightful Scraps. We have Fightful on TikTok. We're posting a lot more reels on our Instagram. We are more active on Facebook now as well. We are all over the place. You can find us any number of ways. And sometimes I hop on each of those platforms and do something exclusive. Thank you guys so much. Let's get us back up to 9K subscribers on Fightful Select, then back up to 10K. Until next time, we're out.